We want our listeners to know that while we are discussing ticks, how to handle them, and discussing Jamie's personal experience with Lyme disease, we are not medical professionals giving medical advice. Hi, Explorers. I'm Adriana Scori. I'm Cindy Dowsett. And I'm Lauren Rodick Eberly. We are the mamas behind Kids Who Explore. Come along with us as we cover all corners of raising kids in the outdoors. We are honored to share the mic with adventurers from all over the world. Thank you so much to Sawyer for sponsoring today's podcast. Sawyer is a brand that makes rad clothes for wild and adventurous kids. It was started by a husband and wife team from Park City, Utah. The duo recognized the many benefits of kids spending time in the outdoors. Sawyer also recognized the fact that on average, children spend eight to 10 times more of their free time on electronics than they do playing outdoors. Compared to their parents' generation, that's about half as much outdoor time. Sawyer believes that childhood memories should be strewn with sunny days, fresh air, riding bikes in the rain, and simply exploring and connecting with nature. Sawyer exists solely to encourage kids to be outside and be adventurous, to play in the wild. Here at Kids Who Explore, we've had the pleasure of dressing our own kids in Sawyer goods, and we love their adorable prints for kids, their comfortable material, and of course, their wonderful sayings that inspire outdoor adventures. Check out besawyer.com to get your kids decked out too. Jamie Jones is a Minnesota girl with a heart full of wonderlust. She is a wife, a mother of two energetic boys, and an event planner. When she's not planning events, Jamie can be found traveling, working out, skating on their backyard rink, or chasing sunsets on the water. Hi, Jamie. Hi, girlfriend. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, oh my goodness, it's so nice to see you. I just wish this was a little date. (laughs) You guys are gonna die laughing. So my husband played with Jordan and I am at a hockey rink because (laughs) my son's game got changed and he's a mite, so he only has two games the entire year. And so I missed the first one because I work on Saturdays. And so I was like, I'm coming. And then I was like, oh, I've got a call. Like, I was like, I'm just gonna go take it in the car. And then I'll just like make an appearance in true wife fashion, Lauren. Like we just kind of mosey in and out and right. <laughs> great call. Like it was like- Do you have your glass of wine with this one? <laughs> uh, the, the moms at might roll in with like Yetis with coffee now and a little Bailey's if it's an early morning game. Right. <laughs> but, That's awesome. Well, thank yeah. you for taking this in the car. You're yeah, the no, of course. Lyme's disease is like near and dear to my heart. So when you guys said, will you do it? I was like, of course I will. The reason you were on today is because I had then put out an ask on Instagram, who is a tick expert? And surprisingly enough, you messaged me and said, well, I kind of have become a tick tick expert because I had Lyme's disease, which I had no idea. So thank you for being on to talk about this very important topic today. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, you were like, does anybody know an expert? And I was like, I'm not an expert, but I lived it for like a good year, year and a half. So I was like, if you have questions, I'd be happy to jump on and talk. So right. Thank you. All right. So you grew up in Minnesota. What kind of adventures did you do as, as a child there? Yeah. So I was actually born in California. Um, and, um, I was born in Southern California, but then we moved to Etna, California, where my parents managed a Christian ranch. Um, and so I grew up, my first four years of life were spent on a ranch. 
Um, and I was the camp kid and my dad ran program and my mom was the head wrangler for the horses. And I grew up literally with a horse pasture out my backyard. Um, my mom used to have to warn campers that our lab would like run through horses feet and like don't stop the horses are used to her. And I was the kid that like, as soon as I could sit up, my mom would like lead rope me around an arena on a horse. And then my dad was always out because he was the program director. They were whitewater rafting, they were hiking. Um, and so, yeah, I grew up with two older brothers. I'm the baby and I was always chasing my brothers, like getting into trouble. And I like out, my parents are very much like, go get dirty and we'll give you a bath. <laughs> and so um, we were in California until I was like four. And then we moved back to Minnesota where both my fam parents' families are from. And um, my dad's side, there's 13 cousins and there's 10 of, uh, 13 of us. And it goes eight boys, me, two boys, four girls and a boy. So I was always with the boys. Um, both my brothers played hockey and snowboarded. All my cousins played hockey. Um, so I was always outside. Like we were never in front of a TV. It was like riding bikes, um, you know, playing in the mud. We owned three acres. So I was like, always just like, we were just making forts and that kind of stuff. And then my dad's brother moved to Colorado. So twice a year, we would go out to Colorado to ski. Um, so we were just always either on the water, like on the lake, we lived on a lake or we were skiing in the mountains or playing in our dirt. Like, so always outside as I would say. I feel like we're all the outdoor adventures. That's amazing. Yeah. My parents were really great about like, try everything. Um, and my dad played professional hockey. And so he never forced like organized sports on us. And he was like, if you want to be good at it, you have to love it. And, um, so yeah, we tried everything. And that's what I always tell parents with kids now, like just when they're young, let them do everything and they'll find their niche and their groove. And, um, one of my brothers is like really good at extreme sports and really bad at team sports. <laughs> And then the middle one is kind of a mix of the two. And I was always really good at team sports and like, I can snowboard, but like, I don't need to ride a dirt bike or like a quad. I'm like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. Well, I'm super excited about this episode because I am terrified of ticks. Yeah. <laughs> and we know that you have a story about how ticks are not your friends. Can you tell us your story? Yeah. So I, um, so I, uh, the summer going into my freshman year of college, um, I was on a softball scholarship, division one softball scholarship, and I had gotten my workout packet from my new strength coach. And I started doing my college workouts. I started getting really sore. Um, and I, I distinctly remember asking my mom, like, mom, could I have arthritis? And my mom was like, what? And so we called my pediatrician and say like just turned 18. So you still see your pediatrician. And, um, they told me it was stress. They're like, you're stressed, finished call or like finished high school, going into college. You just think you're stressed. So then it kind of went away and I started feeling better. Two weeks later, same thing. Started, my joints started hurting. I started feeling like very like arthritic is the best way to put it. Again, nope. We just think new workout, new program. I was super tired. They're like, you're stressed. And Lauren knows me well from before. Like I'm not an anxious person. Like I'm very type A list plan organized. Like, and I was like, I don't feel stressed. Like I'm excited to go to college. I'm excited to play college softball. So same thing cycled, started to feel a little better. Two weeks later, my parents are moving me to college. We had to stay overnight and I couldn't get out of bed. And my dad was like, something's really wrong. And at that point, 
I was like super fatigued. Again, my joints were really swollen. You know, when something pops, it usually feels good. You're like, ooh, adjustment. I would borderline almost start crying. And I was like, something's wrong. Nobody's listening to me. What's going on? And then my feet were really bothering me too, but I couldn't describe the pain I was getting in my feet. You know, people would say, what does it feel like? I'm like, I don't know. It's just really uncomfortable. And I locked out my dad's business partner at the time has chronic Lyme's disease. And my dad just said I, he had this gut feeling that he needed to call Chris. And he called Chris and he said, can you just ask Jamie some like basic Lyme's disease questions? And he said, you know, are your joints swollen? Do they hurt? And I said, yeah, they hurt bad. Like when things pop, it doesn't feel good. And he said, you know, are you really fatigued and tired and you're getting headaches? And I said, yeah. And then he said, do your feet feel like you're walking on marbles? And I started crying like on the spot. And I was like, yeah. finally, somebody understands, like, I'm not making this up. I'm not an anxious, like stressed kid going to college, but something's wrong. And so Luckily, he told my parents like immediately I needed to get blood tested and we needed to figure out what was going on because he suffers from it chronically. So he'll now have it his whole life. Um, so yeah, that was like the initial process. And then I can kind of tell you, do you want me to tell you about like being diagnosed and how that whole thing went? Sure. And also, do you happen to know why some people get it chronic and some people don't? If you don't know the answer, that's fine. Mm -hmm. So it all has to do with how fast it's caught and diagnosed. So like if the big problem with Lyme's is it takes, in some people it takes so long to diagnose it that by the time they've caught it, it's too late. Like, so now they'll have it chronically versus if you can catch it right away, get put on antibiotics, you can, um, normal treatment for it, let's say. I wasn't normal, but normal is you get a bullseye rash, you blood test positive, and then you get put on a 30-day cycle of amoxicillin. Um, so you do that, great. After 30 days, you caught it early, it's done. Or you might go on like two 30-day cycles of it. You come off it, it's caught, it's done. The problem with Lyme's is it disguises as so many other things. Like for Chris, it took him a year and a half to get diagnosed with Lyme's. And at that point, it was too late. Like, and so I lucked out, I never blood tested positive for you guys, which is crazy, but something like 35% of people won't, they'll never test positive for it. Cause there's not like a blood marker that shows that indicates you have it. There's an antibody marker that indicates you've like dealt with it. And so that's the really tricky part. So, um, I got tested for everything in the book. Like I joked that I became like friends with the lab techs cause I was giving them so much blood um, but I, my parents hired a specialist cause I went to school in Ohio and it's not big there. So like even my college athletic doctors were saying, ah, we don't think this is this like, but in Ohio Limes isn't popular. Like it is in Connecticut or New York or Minnesota. So my parents found me a doctor in Minnesota and he blood tested me for everything else. And he said, I tested like Western blot, West Nile, Rocky Mountain spotted fever, like you name it. And he was like, I can medically prove you don't have any of these. And clinically you have Lyme disease. And I lucked out his wife had it too chronically. So he was like, I know that I know every symptom of it. Like you have this, I don't doubt that one bit. Um, and so, yeah, I wound up doing, I was put on antibiotics for a full year because I would go on a 30 day cycle, two days within coming off the 30 days, I would get all my symptoms back again. So I'd go back on for 30 and we did it three months in a row. And every time I came off, my symptoms were back within like two or three days. 
And I was like, I can't be a division one athlete on a full scholarship and do this. And so he was like, all right, let's keep you on for your whole freshman year. And when you come home, we'll take you off and we'll see like, yes, you have it. No, you don't. And so I lucked out. I came off it um, nine months after being put on it, like an antibiotic for it. And I didn't have it anymore, but I know we have two or three good friends now that because they know I've had it have reached out and been like, Hey, do you think this could be this? And like, yeah, the symptoms sound right. Like you should probably get checked out. And by that point they were a year, year and a half in, and they've dealt with it chronically now. So good, good to be not scared of ticks, but like to be aware of them and to like check yourself, because I can't imagine if I still had to deal with it, you know, like 15 years later. Did you ever guess that like you were sick because of a tick? Um, so there's like a percentage and I don't know what it is. A big common marker with Lyme's is that like bullseye rash you see. Like if you Google Lyme's, that's the first thing that pops up. You get this like bullseye ring rash. And I didn't have that. Um, I do remember pulling this like teeny tiny black speck off my foot and it kind of feeling like a bug bite and not like cluing in that it was a tick. Cause most Lyme's carrying ticks are deer ticks and they're the size of a pencil lead. They're tiny. They're not like the wood, like the big wood, wood ticks you pull off your dogs. Those aren't the ones that carry Lyme's. Um, deer ticks are typically the really, really tiny ones. And so looking back, I think, yeah, that was a tick bite. Um, but no, never in my mind, like I grew up running in the woods and my parents would check us for ticks, but like, I never thought like, oh, this could be Lyme disease. Like, so, so you did grow up knowing about ticks. Oh yeah. Yeah. So our back two acres was like, one was marsh and one was like straight woods. So like my parents were very good about like tick checks or, um, my grandmother lived on a farm in Louisiana her whole life. So when we would go to family reunions, like they would run through super tall grass, you guys. And my mom immediately would be like, let's check you for ticks. But my mom never made a big deal about it. So I was never scared of ticks, but it was like, oh, they're just bugs. And you'd pull them off your dog on occasion, like, and they'd be big and gross, you know? Right. I think it's so good. You mentioned how tiny they are. Cause I don't think people realize how I think you, so you said the size of a lead, which is probably the same. I've heard a poppy seed is how small they yep. can be. Yep. Which is wild because you're doing these tick checks, but will you really find something that tiny? Right. right. You almost feel them crawling more. Like my husband's a huge hunter, you guys, and he hunts Turkey here in the fall and I can't go with him because like he'll come back and pull like 15 ticks off him. And I, just gives me the like heebie-jeebies now. Um, Do you so, have a tip then for how he pulls them off safely? Well, he's never had one like embedded and Ryan has like long hair, you guys. So like, like Lord, I see you guys do your tick checks and that's me on my husband. I'm like, don't get in bed. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think a big part of it is that like you just strip down and like you just start checking and you know, he'll be like, he'll plop on my lap and be like, you got to check my hair and right. he's like, check my armpits. And I kind of like it. Cause I feel like it's a massage for my head. I'm like, Jordan, you have to check my hair for ticks. You have to be very thorough, <laughs> but I do worry when he's not home. So we're going to have a tick expert on at some point, but even just for people to know, well, we'll get a bit into that, but I know, like, yeah. I always say I'm wearing a lot of layers and covering up and then checking. I don't know if showering helps. I know I try and wash my hair when I get home from an event. Yeah. Like that, but. yeah. I don't know if that helps either, but yeah, I'm like you, like 
he also jokes I can't go hunting with him because I wear like all white and like tall white socks. He's like, a turkey or a deer is going to spot you a mile away. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so do you have any lasting effects now from Lyme's? Yeah. So I was on antibiotics for a full year. Um, and then I came off, um, and I didn't have any symptoms, but there's a few, there's two things that kind of stick out. Um, I lose my voice really easily. Um, and when I had limes, it sounded like I had gargled with glass. Like I had this really raspy voice and people just thought that's how I talked. And my parents were like, that is not Jamie's voice. Um, but my muscles were so swollen they were pressing on my vocal cords and so it created that raspy sound and I get tired I lose my voice like immediately um and my mom always jokes it's like a telltale now that I need sleep and she'll come take the boys but yeah I lose my voice and then I do notice that my my joints and my feet like when it's cold or things like that they still are sore a little bit um but that's why limes is so dangerous because they say the bacteria like hides in your joints and your bloodstream and your joints and it's so hard to get rid of it the longer it's there but yeah those are probably the only two and i don't think they're bad like is there anything that you do to treat it or be proactive about these symptoms i mean sleep now that my kids are 5 and 7 i think it helps and just being aware um i'm a wedding planner now so like september october um when we get real busy and i have events like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I like self-consciously really try to just rest on Mondays, like Monday, Tuesday is my day off. And, um, and just know, like I need to sleep. Um, yeah, those are, that's probably really it. Just being mindful. And how has your mindset changed going outside now? And what do you do to protect your boys from ticks? Yeah. So I, I haven't found the best like natural product. That's probably something I'm still looking for. Um, Lauren raised her hand, so she probably has a good one. I will send one to you later. (laughs) So, um, I'm big on like, this can sound bad, but like deep woods off has always worked great and will like douse the boys legs in it. Um, but that's probably the biggest one. And I think it's just being mindful of like knowing, I mean, I wasn't playing in tall grass when I picked up a tick, I was running barefoot in my backyard. Like, and so I think just being more mindful of like, they're there and you'll hear when it's a bad tick season, like there, it's all over the news up here. Like it's a bad tick season, be mindful. So that, and then typically the boys, like if we do go out hiking or like we're in the woods, I'll put them in like tall, like jeans with like socks tucked into their jeans and, and light colors. So you can pick them off and see them. We were playing in the backyard the other day and I had said to Jordan, should we be worried about ticks back here since ticks are so bad on Long Island? And he's like, no, 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 it's fine. But okay, so the product I'll send you, it's called TickWise. They're going to come on the podcast. And the two ladies that created it, they said they'll literally put it on before they go to bed because they sleep with their dogs. Yeah. Your dogs are running around here. Your dogs could have ticks. And so now I'm even thinking, okay, I should be spraying this on me, even if we're playing in the backyard. So that might be my new next level. Do you guys know they have a Lyme's vaccination for dogs? I had no idea. They do in Minnesota. Yeah. So like Bailey, um, probably five years ago when she was getting her shots, our vet said, do you want a Lyme's vaxxer? And I was like, yeah, of course. Um, So yeah, we're super mindful with our dog too. We have a red lab. And so she gets, um, she has like the chewable uh, flea and tick guard. But yeah, Lauren, you're spot on. Dogs carry them and you would never know. I'm telling Jordan all of this now. Is there anything you can suggest to families? You kind of talked about it, like colors, covering up, anything else you want to mention that they should do? 
No, probably just like you said, you're um, the product you guys know about that's more natural. Like um, a lot of times when the boys are with Ryan in the woods, they're like deep woods. And so I would love a natural product, but no, I think it's more just for girls, you know, having your hair up, um, checking your hair when you're done and then just like socks over jeans and boots so you can kind of see them more. Amazing. Okay, great. So I know you don't really talk a lot about ticks <laughs> on your Instagram and all that, but is there anywhere people can follow along with you for your event planning or anything else? Um, yeah, well, so my Instagram's private, um, but maybe I'll make it public for a little bit. Um, so yeah, probably, so it's Jamie underscore M underscore Jones. But yeah, I, I talk about it when people bring it up to me. I've had one of my very best friends had it. Like one of my parents' kids' best friends had it. So no, unfortunately. That's okay. If anyone needs to message you and say, are these symptoms? Yeah. <laughs> then they can. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and talking with us today about your experience with ticks. Yeah, of course. It's been fun, you guys. We always end each episode with three questions. So if you're okay, we'll go ahead and I'll ask you those. Yeah. All right. So first question, what piece of advice can you share to help families get outside? Yeah. So Lauren knows we played in Germany for five years, you guys. And my kids were eight months when we got there and five and a half years when we left. Um, and I think the biggest thing is just get outside for an hour a day. Like, and I know it changes my two boys' mindsets. Like, um, in Germany, we lived in our rain suits because the weather was more like Vancouver, like it rained a lot. Um, so have the right gear and like, just let kids be kids. And that's the one thing I loved living in Europe. You would just see these parents that would let kids like dig in the mud and like play pirates and like run and bang sticks on trees. And I just think it's so great that it doesn't have to be neat. It can be messy and like, just let kids be kids. And, um, I think social media really makes people feel like everything is like this glamorous, whatever, um, and if you come to our house, it's not that way. Like it's just boys being boys and that's how I was raised and it, it turned out okay, I think. And so, yeah. I love that. That's great. What is one of your top recommendations right now, whether it be an idea or a product? Yeah. So Lauren sent me that question and I, we have a chariot and I love it. I bought it when Lincoln, he's now seven and a half. He was like six months old. We got the infant uh, sling that goes in it. Um, and it has been with us everywhere. Like you can swap it out and put ski things on it. We use it. Um, we live right by a trail. So we, you know, we hook it to our bikes. Um, we'll still hook it to the bikes in case one of the boys can't keep up and needs to like jump in and we'll just chuck their bike on top. Um, but so, yeah, I love a chariot or, um, I think that is Bob, the other one that's like a chariot. I just think they're so functional if you're going to be outside and like want your kids to explore. Yeah. It's always having a nice spot for them to go if they get tired. Yeah. And then it keeps you too. Like they can just pass out. Like I can't tell you how many times the kids fall asleep in it. And you're like, you know, let's go meet our friends at the park and we'll grab beers at the store and like sit at the park and the kids are sleeping. But like, they like our kids, when we had kids, we said we were never going to change what we loved to do. Um, and our chariots definitely helped us do that. So awesome. Well, let's end with a challenge. You challenge families too. Um, I would say just get outside an hour a day. Um, and like I said, it doesn't need to be glamorous or pretty, like just throw your stuff out and go, 
that or travel. I will say travel is the other one. I know traveling with little kids is scary. Um, I flew a nine and a half hour flight with two kids and a dog. So if I can do it, you can do it. And it might be like this gong show. Like it was not always glamorous. It was not always pretty, but our kids now um, have been to like 15 different countries. And like, I never thought my seven-year-old would still be like, Hey, remember when we went skiing in France or we went, um, we went to grandma's house in Wisconsin or like they, they remember it and it makes them better kids for it. Like they experience culture and they see that not everyone looks like them or food doesn't taste the same as it does in Canada or, or in Minnesota, but um, that you can still travel with kids too. So that's such great advice. Amazing. I know it can be scary, but. Right. I know. I thought Collins would have done a million flights by now, but then COVID she's had <laughs> a flight home and a flight back. That's it. <laughs> like give her a little time, Lauren. She'll be great at it. And the best is when you get on a plane with two kids, like the first time I flew with both Carter was four months. Lincoln was two. I had Carter in a carrier. I put Lincoln on a leash, which I swore I would never do, but he got like, <laughs> a little bit of freedom. I had Bailey on the other leash and like got rid of Bailey had the other two. And I remember we got on the plane and they got like the dirtiest looks from people. And then they realized like my kids, that's all they knew was flying. Right. And so they sit down, they get in their spots. We put, um, we had one of the like safe fly harnesses. So I strapped the two-year-old in and I was like, and we're ready to go. Like, and they feel like experts. That's awesome. Well, it was so nice to see you. Thanks. It was good to see you and nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. I love your Instagram and I love what you guys are doing and it's just so cool. Thanks for adventuring with us. Please subscribe and share your love by reviewing our podcast with five stars and follow us over at Kids Who Explore on Instagram and all other social media platforms.